Hey, uh, we have a lot of special visitors here this morning. Holy cow. Welcome back, everybody. Alum friends, uh, all visitors, other folks. Um, we have some of my family. Tabitha's sister and husband and small children are back here. Malachi, what's up? In the very back, there he is. That's Malachi. Four years old. He was at P&O, um, Parents Night Out, on Friday. So thank you to those of you who um, were there hanging with those guys. Ah, uh, shoot. I had a brief moment of terror right back there on Wednesday night. So if you were here on Wednesday night, um, Reed was wrapping up our Philippians series. And he started off by saying, uh, hey, we've had a lot of speakers, me being Reed and um, other staff and students here, um, going through Philippians all semester. Um, let's just take a quick look back and see what we remember. And uh, does anyone remember doing this? And then he proceeded to go through and say, first part of chapter one, intro. Remember anything about it? Second part of chapter one, remember anything? And it was a lot of, I think Esther Belzer was just yelling Derek every time, even though I never preached on Philippians and people are like hunching down in the seats. And um, That's fine and normal for like a normal person, um, but I'm in charge here and I know what's going on here. And I was sitting back there and I was like, was that one Natalie or was that one that's at the end of chapter two or the end of, uh, was it me? I don't know. And, um, so we're, you know, we're going through the whole thing. And then, of course, as it's happening each time, Reed's like, no, that was this one. No, that was chapter three. That was my testimony. No, that was Leah on this. Like, oh, yeah, okay, of course. I remember this. I remember that. I remember that. Uh, but it, it occurred to me, sitting there, um, like, what are we, some of us, the hardcore among us, um, we, we hear like a hundred sermons a year. You come like Sunday, you come Wednesday, you've got your home churches, the hardest cores of you are like, uh, you know, listening to your churches back home or your famous preacher friends that you're like plugged into their stuff. Um, you just, you hear a lot of sermons. And even if, uh, I'm not going to let the rest of you off the hook, because you listen to a lot of podcasts and you keep up with the news and your sports stuff and your celebrity stuff, whatever. You just got a lot of crap entering into your ears and your brain, like pretty nonstop all the time, right? Anybody there? A lot of, lot of crap? Gerky, what's the latest crap entering your ears and your brain? Who knows? That's a podcast that Gerke and his friends make down in Kansas City. <clears throat> um, so, so it occurred to me, um, that's, that's just a lot. And uh, I read a sermon, I read a sermon the other day, cramming more crap into my ears and my brain, um, an old school sermon. And uh, um, the, the guy was talking, theologian, preacher guy, was talking about um, remembering and forgetting. And he, um, he helped me. I'd read it before but I forgot a lot of it, so I was trying to remember some of it. So I went back and I revisited. And he helpfully, I think, goes through and says, can you imagine if we didn't forget anything? Like you just, you live a day and trillions of things happen to you, events, phenomena. We're not even conscious of most of them. Like stuff just happens inside you, you interacting with the outside world. Like what if you never forgot anything and you just like kept your head, just like kept ballooning with all the new, it's just like Wikipedia and it just adds and 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 adds. We don't work like that, um, blessedly, mercifully. Like we're designed to forget almost everything that we ever hear or think or see. You ever think about this? Who, who remembers something from when you were four years old? Malachi's four right now. He remembers a lot of stuff from yesterday. Raise your hand if you remember something from when you were four years old. Not many of you. But, but, and then how many? Like, so, okay, tell me 10 things. Tell me what happened on a Tuesday in September when you were four years old, when your mom was pulling her hair out. So most of us had like parents and teachers and people looking out for us and like significant things happened to us and we needed to hear things every day 
even though we're going to go on to forget them 20 years later, 50 years later, even a year later, a week later. Um, we, we need those things. They're, they're important um, in the moment, even if our conscious recall does not allow us to access them computer-wise, Wikipedia-wise. Right? And so I, I was thinking, I had a moment of terror sitting there. Where I was like, well, just fire me because I can't even remember if I preached that sermon or what it was or which part of Philippians. Um, and, and then um, I, I actually I remembered a thing that I've thought about a lot, which is um, what if we didn't think about uh, the significance of sermons, the stuff that we're coming here to listen to, our podcast, our school learning, all of that. Um, what if we didn't think about it in terms of only the stuff that I consciously can recall 50 years from now is worthwhile uh, and uh, which is a weird, it's just a weird, it doesn't mesh with like how we live and operate in the world. So what if we, what if we tried to switch our perspective and we said, in the same way that when you were four and when you were nine and when you were 14, you had parents, you had teachers, you had other people who were lovingly looking after you and taking care of you, telling you all kinds of things every day um, that you will then forget, uh, but that have still shaped you, we're shaped by things that we don't remember. Right? Like you, you don't remember reading which books, you know, how did I learn how to read? Which words was that was put together? But the point of that learning, like that needed to happen. Those days needed to happen. Those lessons, that hi-hat, that was my kindergarten learning reading book. That needed to happen. And now um, you're reaping the benefits and you're living into what was supposed to come out of that. And your parents cooked you thousands of meals that you can't recall. And it doesn't matter, like on Wednesday, if it was homemade pizza or it was whatever. You, you don't need to remember it in order for that to have served you well, to allow you to live that day and go to school and have the energy to be there and to treat other people nicely instead of you're hungry and whatever. Um, th those things were important. Those meals that your parents cooked for you, those were important things that needed to happen in that moment. And it doesn't matter as much whether you can consciously recall it later. You know that it happened. Um, you're, you're still in some way reaping the benefits of the relationship that was established there. And so what, what if sermons, what if what we're doing when we come together to dig open into the scriptures, to try together to hear the voice of God, um, what if it's more like weekly meals as a family than it is some weird like Jeopardy game show thing, like who can do the most? You, JJ would win. If it was Jeopardy and we're just like flipping the things, you know, I'll take Satan for 400, Satan for 800, I'll take, can I do a daily double, Satan for the... Uh, no, I mean, JJ has like a computer brain, you know, so that's why he would win. Uh, but, but what if we conceived of it m uh, more that way, which, which most of us really do. I mean, otherwise, we, we wouldn't keep coming back. Like, we wouldn't just be here if it was just all I'm doing is adding knowledge on knowledge of the Bible things that we did, this sermon series, that sermon series, these verses, whatever. Uh, but, but instead, so our conscious minds are important, and we have rational brains, and we should use them, absolutely. But we use those, like, in the moment, to understand, um, and, and then the, it gets incorporated in, into our lives. And so what we're really trying to do is embody the scriptures, the things that we're learning are becoming embodied in us. And so the, the thing that you sat there one day and heard about forgiveness or generosity uh, or stop worrying, um, the, the little ways that you can't recall now, maybe you didn't even see in the moment, but the little ways that that shifted then the way you lived the rest of the week. Like, I'm approaching my schoolwork with, a, with an eye on, I want to do this not in an idolatrous, fearful way, but I want to do this with joy. Um, the forgiveness angle that is like, holy crap, I probably need to give a phone call to my mom, my old roommate, my whoever. Um, those things have shaped us into becoming disciples of Christ. And, and the sermons here, are, are a, they're, they're a big part of that. It's a chance for us to um, open the scriptures together, to hear the voice of God together. 
uh, but for the ultimate purpose of being Christ's body on the earth together um, and not so that we can win some weird Jeopardy contest later on. Does that make sense? So I had a moment of terror um, followed by um, a, a profound depth of gratitude um, for all of you for coming here um, to, to listen, to, to participate with us. Uh, and so um, thank you for being here. Um, that said, I, did, I ran back through the schedule. Um, this is all prelude to, um, we're wrapping up, uh, we've been doing the cross and we're about to leave the cross behind. Does that sound good? <laughs> uh, we've, we've been uh, preaching the cross all year long, the fall, the spring, the whole time. Um, I looked back through, I've done a lot of those, Reed's done some of those, staff have done some of those, um, a lot of students, interns have done some of those. Um, I'm just gonna rattle quickly just to like jog your memory, just a, like a few going way back when. So we used to be out on the lawn. Do you remember this? We were on the CCF lawn for like the first, most of the first semester. Uh, so way back then we were out on the lawn um, and Reed introduced us to a, a backyard crucifixion. Um, we had uh, each of the gospels, um, people looking at the, the passion accounts in the gospels and so Kevin and Mark uh, was, was fear not. And we had Reed talking about uh, the voices that we hear and what the cross has to do with, with condemnation and guilt, uh, how we move through that. Uh, I talked about Christ is victor. Our gospel is too small. Um, Jesus is the king of the world. Let's act accordingly. Um, Leah in Matthew's passion account talking about uh, betrayal, thinking about uh, Jesus being deserted by his closest friends. I said I was going to rattle through, so sorry, everybody. I'm going to start skipping through. We had uh, Reed talking about right and left-handed power. Um, we had Komar um, pointing to instances of the kingdom of God at work here in light of what he reads in Luke's gospel. Uh, we had militant nonviolence. We had a Christmas fiction talking about um, Advent and, and the cross in light of uh, Christ's incarnation. Noah stood up here with his lightsaber. Everyone remembers that. See, if all we were doing was going for like conscious recall later, it would just be the lightsaber every time because he turned off the lights. And he'd, Jude, do you recall this? Vividly. He talked about it last week. He's like, I don't know, Dad, have you preached this year? But remember when Noah had the lightsaber? <laughs> Actually, Jude's an excellent sermon listener. Uh, so uh, Noah did that. Thank you. We had um, a media fast intro um, that looked at idols and Jesus through the cross a-bombing our perpetual idol factory hearts. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Keevan talking about uh, a, the saving faith of, of a child coming to Jesus. Um, Tyler wrestling with, um, through Matthew's gospel, uh, the, the internal life of Jesus. Like, what would it be like to be um, God and man and to suffer as that? Um, Amara asking, uh, why, Lord? What's, what's going on in the world? Why are we here if you're trying to uh, make a new world, uh, why so long and why so hard? In the meantime, we had uh, baptism, looking at the cross and baptism. Uh, and then just to to connect again, like we, we can sit here and we can listen to, I can show you a picture of Ellie being baptized. We can look at scriptures, the Exodus as a, a picture of baptism. Uh, but then a lot of us were standing um, on the bank on spring break and T was actually baptized. And uh, look, the, the scriptures are embodied. And there's a way that that sermon connects with the cross and connects in the life of T and in the life of um, uh, the rest of us where uh, we are the body of Christ. And that's what we're doing when we're listening to sermons. Um, we had our friend Phil Fardum come and talk about uh, the siren. We had um, Brooke looking at fig trees, 
uh, mountains being cast into the sea and uh, what do we do when uh, our whole world, our whole God world um, seems to be turned on its head. Um, we had JJ considering the enemy on the way to the cross. Um, and here we are. Um, so just a little announcement. No service next week because it's Easter weekend, no school. Go home. Hopefully you can make it to an Easter service um, at home. If you're going to happen to be in town, um, talk to me or Keevan. We can point you to if you'd like to get to a church somewhere. Um, and then the week after that, we'll be back in here and we'll be doing uh, an Easter service. Dang it. Because we're not going to do the cross for a year and then not have uh, the pleasure of Easter at the tail end of that. Um, did you know? Actually, well, it'll just be, a, it'll be an honor system, I guess. Did you know, in the world, a lot of people are going to be celebrating Easter next weekend. This year, you know, it changes every, every year. It's a different date. Uh, but it's next weekend. Um, but a whole lot of other people are going to be celebrating Easter. Not just CCF, not just Violet Hall to, to 1000. Um, the, the following weekend is in the Orthodox Church, like in much of the East. That's when they celebrate Easter. It's a, it's a week off from when we do it in the West. So if anybody tries to hassle you about us doing Easter the following week, come on, people. Learn some history. Get better at Jeopardy. <clears throat> Um, so we'll be doing that, and um, that will be a, a perfect cap on um, our whole year of the cross. Um, and then the final week, we'll announce it when we get back. Uh, but we're gonna go. We're gonna be back on the lawn that final Sunday. I think it's May first. Um, in lieu of uh, the last, we'll have had Easter already. There's no point in anything else happening in here. Um, so we're gonna be on the lawn. We'll do a little service. We'll have um, some songs and a few things. Um, but we're gonna do a, a meal. So we're gonna have like a potluck brunch thing as a farewell. Um, see you off into summer. That'll be the final Sunday on the lawn. So we'll let you know about that. Um, but that's that's where we are, folks. Does that sound good? Thank you for coming and partaking um, in these meals together, uh, helping us grow together as Christ's body, uh, embodying um, the God's, God's voice through the scriptures in these sermons. <coughs> Can you, yep, there it is. This is uh, Wilhelm Morgner, 1912. Anybody guess what this is? What is it representing? Jude. Jesus riding on the donkey. Everybody see it? Over here, people gathered, other things. Um, that's correct. It's, this will be um, the backdrop as we do the remainder of our Palm Sunday stuff. Um, which will consist, um, this is not a, it's not a real sermon. Um, we're going to um, step into Holy Week, starting here with Palm Sunday. Um, we're, we're mostly going to do it um, this way. Can you all, would you stand up for just a minute? Um, we're going to hear the context of the scripture here in just a second, um, but interspersed um, throughout some scripture readings, um, I would love to invite you um, to join in uh, being this crowd uh, as Jesus is uh, humbly entering in Jerusalem, into Jerusalem um, on his way to death, the cross that we've been looking at um, all year long um, is, is in the immediate um, distance now. It's on the horizon. Um, and so we are going to um, be these crowds seeing Jesus come in um, with whatever anticipation, confusion, excitement is there. Uh, and we're going to read these lines, call and response style. So I'll, I'll do the part at the top, um, which will direct you. And then you guys, I'll, I'll do it along with you, the bold-faced things. Um, these are the, the crowd's words. I think our invitation um, in this story is, is to join them in seeing and calling to Jesus in this way. Um, so I will say, and the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Thank you. You can have a seat. So we'll do that a few times, and uh, the more gusto, the better. The exclamation marks are intentional there. Uh, The cross is coming. We've been uh, making our way there uh, all year. We've been living in it and toward it and um, through it all year long. Um, And now is the time in uh, the the church calendar uh, when we get to uh, once again uh, remember what Jesus' actual death on the cross um, is for us. Um, it is our, our it is our lifeblood. Uh, it is the way that we enter in and participate with Jesus. Um, there's no other way but through the cross. So we don't stack up enough knowledge on knowledge, and we don't um, do enough other things through the year um, to get there. Uh, but what we have is the invitation um, to quiet ourselves, to humble ourselves, um, to hear Jesus' invitation to join Him um, through the way of the cross. And so um, this week, in preparation for Easter, um, Holy Week. Uh, Lauren mentioned there will be the the Good Friday service on on Friday morning at the BSU. That's a few other campus ministries who will be getting together um, to to prepare for Easter with a Good Friday. It's it's really a Maundy Thursday thing, but we do it on Friday morning. So um, uh, come out for that, please. Uh, We have morning prayer. This is a great week um, to come to morning prayer uh, any weekday, um, to sit quietly in scriptures, um, to pray with with other folks. Uh, But this week especially to prepare for, um, for the cross, for Jesus' death. Uh, we will have we will have a service on Wednesday, so um, come in here, join us on Wednesday, um, and then also I promised some people during the media fast. It was like 20 degrees, and AJ didn't have a coat that zipped, so we didn't go to the prayer labyrinth. We prayed inside instead. Um, we're gonna go to the prayer labyrinth. So if uh, if you want to come to the prayer labyrinth Tuesday night, we'll put this in the group me or whatever. Um, Tuesday night, 10 o'clock p.m. Um, you can meet me at the CCF house. We'll drive over to the labyrinth. Um, we'll do a little. Holy Week themed um, prayer labyrinth excursion. I'll be back like by 11, so it'll be about an hour on Tuesday night. Um, that's a great way to um, enter into uh, this this preparatory time. Um, also, I had a good idea at one point for us to do a, a big communal, like official media fast during this week. How do we always just not do that during Holy Week? I don't know. Next year we're gonna start it. Um, we we're don't we're not ready to do the whole thing and everybody, but. Um, uh, actually, Nat texted me. She's like, sorry, I had my phone off Friday and Saturday, so I just saw this text, and I was like, oh, why are we not media fasting? Um, you can do it on your own. So um, w- through this week, um, maybe pick a day, maybe pick um, some angle just on your own or with a, a roommate or a friend. Um, doing some aspect of the media fast uh, would, would go a long way um, through this week in, in preparing for Easter also. Um, so I will definitely be doing something, and I would highly encourage you um, pick some media fast angle. Um, which, by the way, when we're talking about the learning and the just explosion of way too much stuff all the time, um, this is why we do the media fasts because we we recognize that we're just bombarded and just gluts of of information. Oh my goodness! Uh, I'm so sorry. It's either an eyelash or a hair that Ellie Jensen did not cut sufficiently above my eyeball. Oh my goodness. Stab me in the eye, Ellie. Okay. A media fast. Do do something this week, would you? <clears throat> um, so w- what I want to do this morning um to to kick off Holy Week here on Palm Sunday is um I'm going to invite a few of our alum friends who are here. Such a such a treat. 
Um, I just need four of you, say. I saw a handful. I'm looking at Gurky right now. Do you want to come on down, Gurks? Um, Joel, do, do you want to um, read? And then where did, like, Katie Richmond is around somewhere? Yeah? Mrs. Smith, you got your reading voice today? Okay. Um, oh, really? This is perfecter. Um, let's start with Gurky, and then you girls can have a seat. Gurky started here. Thank you. Um, we're, we're just going to get to hear um, some appropriate Palm Sunday scriptures. Um, so what I'm going to invite you into um, is uh, a time of quiet. Uh, Gurky's going to uh, read us a little passage. Um, I will direct us um, to stand and uh, read our Hosanna as response to it. And we'll have a minute um, of quiet just, just to sit in that. Um, you don't have to memorize it. You don't have to learn it for later. Uh, you have the chance to, um, to just sit quietly and see what you see, hear what you hear. Um, um, so, Gurky, here we go. There's a note card with your scripture, and it should be in the right spot if Kumar marked it correctly. Um, before he does that, can we stand and we will um, Hosanna together? And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Thank you, you can have a seat and hear this. <clears throat> my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on, your, on the praises of Israel, and, and our fathers trusted, in, our <laughs> in you our fathers trusted, they trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued, and you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you, made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me, like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is, it is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encir encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. I'm trying to do this one-handed. Deliver my soul from the sword my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. Uh, we'll just have a minute of quiet now before we Hosanna and get the second reading.
And would you stand? And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Thank you. You can have a seat. Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of old? Was it not I, the Lord? And there is no other God besides me, and righteous God and a Savior. There is none besides me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is no other. By myself I have sworn... From my mouth has gone out in righteousness, a word that shall not return. To me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. Only in the Lord it shall be said of me, our righteousness and strength. To him shall come and be ashamed, all who were incensed against him. In the Lord, all offspring of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. We'll have a minute of quiet. Would you stand? And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We'll have a minute of quiet.
understand. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Matthew 21, 1 through 11. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village in front of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt put on, and the colt, and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Would you stand? And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Amen. You can have a seat. Hosanna is something like God save us. You can think of it as help, and you're crying out for help uh, to 
someone who you think can uh, actually help. And um, the cry here for the people at this time um, has its own tingings of um, political situation and religious situation. Our cry of help here uh, has its own tingings of our own um, contexts and situations. And so God help my calculus test and um, God help my family needs food and God help uh, keep us safe from the crazy people and Ukrainians and somewhere in the world um, every day because every time is a time of war. People are crying, um, God help. And um, parents are screaming, God help. What do we do with uh, these little things who are totally dependent on us and how do we not screw them up too bad? And uh, anyone in any kind of relationship is screaming, um, God help, I don't know myself. How can I know another person? I don't want to die to myself. Uh, and so um, we are, are crying, um, God help, in our various ways. Um, the invitation here on Palm Sunday, uh, moving through this week, is to, um, to channel that cry, to make it vocal and explicit, um, to cry for help, um, believing that and fearing that God might actually answer. And so um, as we walk through the rest of the week, um, as we come um, up to the cross, uh, may we remember that um, our cries of help uh, may, may be heard and uh, the subsequent uh, call, the, the direction um, that we're asked to go, the answer that we receive uh, may not be just vending machine answers to all the things we think we want, um, but it might be um, the call to, to come and die so that God can hand us back our lives. Uh, the 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 answer um, to God help us is um, actually the cross, and uh, we we get the chance um, again, hopefully, to be scandalized by that, um, to be knocked to our knees by that, um, uh, but to be knocked to our knees um, in in the palm of the hand of a God um, who loves us so much um, that that He wants us uh, to to come into real life, uh, that He knows that that only comes um, through suffering and death through our slow participation with Christ um, in his suffering and death. Uh, but that, that God is drawing us through that um, in our cries of God help. Um, he, he's drawing us through. Um, he's offering us a way there um, for our own good and for the good of the life of the world around us.